that hoop, hoop, hoop. <laughs> what a blessing of the Lord it is. Praise the Lord. You may be seated if you can. And if you can't stand up, I don't care, glory to God. Such a high honor once again to be here in... Give me a chance here. I flew into a, I flew into Wapakoneta. Every time I say that, I want to speak in tongue. Wapakoneta. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And Botkin's here, and uh, God has been so good and gracious. And I want to thank Peter and Phyllis for allowing me to come all these years. God has been so good and gracious to us. I apologize. My wife couldn't be here. In fact, I was going to do something this year. I just knew y'all were going to have a bunch of snow. I told my granddaughter, this place got snow like you ain't never seen. And, you know, we're the South. We don't see that. I said, I'm going to take you with me. And then I told her yesterday, and I dropped us away. <laughs> she said, well, next time. I said, okay, because she likes to play in the snow. God is so good. How many of you watch our television show? You should watch it. It costs us millions of dollars. You should watch the show. I've said it so many times. You'll go to hell if you don't watch it. No, I don't know about that. But uh, God is so good. Thank you for allowing me a portion of your time. Now, I want to say this real quickly. Um, how many of y'all last May, y'all saw all that stuff running on me about having four jets? And Did y'all see all that? I want to make this announcement. I was the number one story in the world. I, I'm so excited. But I also have to make this announcement. If I have four jets, I need to make a theft report because three of them are missing. And if y'all know where they are, would you please tell me where they are? But I was on ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox. HBO showed up. I was in New York. Good morning, America, everything. And it was all a lie. I never believed much in fake news in my life. You know, what President Trump talked about, but I do now. And now they've retracted all their statements because they're afraid we sue them for $100 million. We have a $100 million defamation of character suit. And, uh, and I don't think I'm going to do it, but my lawyers said, we, we will win. We're so positive of it that don't, don't pay us any money. Now, when the lawyer tell you that, that's like being crucified with Christ. I won't tell you something. He said, we'll, we'll just take it on contingency. And I thought, my Lord. He said, we got them. They took copyright stuff, everything. You know, I said, well, nah. I said, I'd like to get them saved. But, uh, you know, but all of that was just the lines. And it hadn't hurt us at all. In fact, I'll just tell you, uh, how many of you get my partner letter and all the different things? That, have I ever wrote you and asked you for money for that airplane? I've never done that. Never had. But since that happened, over $600,000 more has come in for the plane. Isn't that something? Um, do you think they ought to run it again, maybe? Run it, rerun that, baby. What a blessing. So all that is all, you know, some people will believe anything, but it's just simply not true. And that's why it died real quick. But uh, Kathy told me something, you know, and all it was an attack. Of, I told people, believe in, I'm believing God for a Falcon 7X. That's all I said. So now my faith is talked about all over the world. Isn't that good? That's a blessing of the Lord. So that was really a blessing in disguise. Come quickly, Joe. I brought some new material since I saw you last. I've heard it all. It's very good. Real quickly back there. This is one of our newest books called Advance in Life. You go from revelation to inspiration to manifestation. See, a revelation without a manifestation is a missed opportunity. Well, I have a revelation of something and don't have a manifestation. It's, it's a missed opportunity. This here, uh, Wall Street gurus use this in their finances. They, they, this is being taught to a lot of Wall Street hedge fund operators in New York. They love my, my book. They say, this man, everything he touches prospers. I can't help myself. <laughs> you should have smiled. I'm your brother. Come on, Jesus. So I hope you can get, how many of you need some money? Anybody need some money in here? Don't lie. Lift your hand up if you need some money. Because if money's so bad, why are you working for it and all this kind of stuff? No, it's not bad because you work for it. 
you don't fall in love with it because it don't love you. All it is is a tool in the economic world. It's back that's brand new. From revelation to inspiration to manifestation. And then, I love this book. Man, my, Pat Robinson told me not too long ago, he said, Jess, you need to write another book like this. T.D. Jakes did the forward one. This is probably five, six, six years old, called The Everyday Visionary. Some people just have one vision. I have a vision every day. You focus your thoughts, you change your life. This is a pop. In fact, it sold out in hardcover. I mean, this thing became, became my number one seller. Now it's in paperback, and it will bless you because every day something good ought to be happening to you. Don't that sound like old Roberts? Amen. I used to be on his board of directors before he went home to be with the Lord. This book will bless you, and I mean that sincerely. I'm, and, uh, it, because, see, when you understand what you already have, you won't fight for it. Amen. See, most people don't know what they already have. That's why they struggle for it. That's back there. It'll bless you if you like to get that. You want this one? Yeah, glory to God, yeah. It'll save me steel. I'll give it all to you. Give me that stuff. <laughs> all right, let me give him the, his, uh, you're going to need this one too. Yes, take it all. Let me talk about this. Oh, this is brand new. This is the first church got this. Well, y'all doing good. This is a new DVD. People can't understand why I don't struggle. You know, when all that junk was going on, I had some of the biggest preachers in the world call me. They wanted me to hide. Listen, I got a place where you can go. They ain't hiding on nothing. I ain't done nothing wrong, my God, man. Why? Because I've entered into the rest. This is brand new. This is the first church I ever get this. I even haven't played this on television yet. Called the gift of rest. God gave us peace and he gave us rest. I've had many opportunities to fail. I just don't take any. I don't do that. And I've been pre preaching now 43 years. I've been in full-time ministry starting January, 41 years, and I've never had a financial deficit. That's unheard of. Why? Rest. God's not broke, and neither am I. This is brand new. I tell you, if you've got a DVD player, make sure it's a heavy duty, because it'll burn that sucker flat, boy. I tell you, that's a good one. Yeah, I, I offered this a couple of years ago, and the Lord said, bring it back. I preached a sermon called, Why Isn't My Giving Working? Some of you may have had this already. And it's a two-DVD set. One is the message, the other is question and answer. Then I did a little booklet on it. You'd be surprised how many people, they, according to the scripture, if you give, you ought to be so blessed you don't know to do it yourself. If you read what it says, there's four types of giving in the Bible. There's a tithe, there's the first, first fruit, there's the alms, and there's the seeds. Only four types of giving. And, we'll, you know, and when you say, well, what do you get? What, you know, what, what's the reason for the tithe? It's, what does it produce? Obedience. See, when you obey, God said, open one to heaven pour you out a blessing. Wouldn't be enough room to receive the first fruit. First fruit, and I say it's the first fruit. Not the second fruit, third fruit, or a basket fruit. Just, most people, most preachers preach on the first fruit. They preach it wrong. I preach it right because it's only done once a year. And it's your first increase. That means if it's two cents, you, give that to, to, you can give it to a preacher or you can give it to the church. It's the, only, it's the only part of giving where you make the decision where to give it at. Think about it. Otherwise, God does everything else on that. But if the next day you made a billion dollars, that's your money. Go do what you want with it because there's no such thing as second fruit, third fruit, or a basket of fruit. Then there's the arms. He that pitieth the poor lineth of the Lord, I shall repay. I have to say this because under the direction of the Lord. So many people, 95% of most giving is given for what I call to the poor, right? So if you give a person $100, guess what you get back? $100. He that pitieth the poor lineth of the Lord, I shall repay. But you're still at zero. Wait a minute. I'm supposed to help the poor. Yes, do it at all times. But how, you get back what you gave, you're still at zero. Then now there's a seed. That's the fourth. That's what the big buck says. That's the 36 to the 100 fold and the 1,000 time return. Now, you know why you can be a tither and a giver and you're not being blessed? 
Let me show you why. You've heard this. Have you ever heard anybody say this? I'm going to take a portion of my time and give it to that poor person over there. <laughs> you done messed up. Not that you gave to the poor, but you turned your tithe into alms. Say, no, it's tithe. No, no, no. Now it's alms, so God got to close the window of heaven. He cannot rebuke the devourer for your sake because you changed it. I've never done that in my life. I stay with those four groups. I never switch them around, and God has blessed us. Uh, this probably 400,000 of these have been so maybe more. And I've had people from Africa to Asia to Europe say, the only message I've ever seen that actually works on giving like this because it's right. It's back there if you'd like to get it. Avail yourself to the book and resource table if you so desire. Stand to your feet one more time. Stretch a little bit. If you got to rub something, rub it quick. Get it over with. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay, you can be seated. I want to make sure you, that you're up and running here. Lord of God. I'm going to finish out because when I came here, I came in January of last year, I start my ministry off every year here at Only Believe Ministry. I don't know how long I've been coming, 25 years? 30 years? I don't know how a long time. And when, I, when Peter first wrote me, I love the name, Only Believe. That's better than, let's, let's all doubt. No, it's a, and I thought, that's a good name. And ever since we've developed a covenant relationship, we've been together to, in Hawaii and all kinds of crazy things and just had some wonderful time in the Lord. I think when I first came here, Nikki had just got married, I think, huh? Yeah. So, how long have you been married now, Nikki? 27. 27 years. So, and uh, wow. were you married when I first came here? I don't know if she was married. You know, that's, that's when Randy was really good looking. <laughs> I give him a hard time. That's 80 years, <laughs> that's 80 years ago, yes. <laughs> I can't hear you, sweetheart. That's right, that's right, 27 years ago. Isn't that something? And I, 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 the, just this year, I went for my 39th straight year at churches. Uh, I don't know how many, I, I probably have 25, 30 churches I've been going to for over 30 years. That's unheard of. Isn't that, isn't that wonderful? The Lord is so good and gracious. Well, God gave me a theme last year, then he's given me a theme for this year. But I want to finish the theme last year because you didn't hear this. Because I went to the theme, I went to something different. And, uh, uh, yeah, uh, and so I want to finish that so you can be blessed. So if you've got your Bible, would you turn with me to the book of Philippians, chapter 3. As you're turning to the book of Philippians, chapter 3. I want to make sure, praise the Lord. Uh, I like the old King James Version because it's so poetical. You ever notice most people, when they quote scripture, they quote the old King James Version. Why? Because it's poetical. It's very hard to quote the Amplified. I mean, you got to be smart. To quote. That's some big words. Like Hebrews 11, verse 1 in the old King James. Now faith is the something's hoped for, the evident things not seen. Right? Pretty simple. In the Amplified, there's a paragraph about that long. Now you can't misunderstand it, so that's great. I love the Amplified Bible, but we use the quote of the King James. God spoke to me in January of last year. If you could take Christianity and define it and put it in one word, what would it be? This is the last time I'm going to preach this message. Now, tomorrow, I'm starting out new tomorrow. Lord, I'll be here tomorrow morning. Oh, be ready. If you could take Christianity and define it and put it in one word, what would it be? Man, I got to thinking. Miracles, healing, salvation, grace, sanctification. You know. And he said, advance. He said, everything I do advances. Notice that. Everything he does. My Lord, think about that. The whole armor of God is all for your front parts, nothing for your back parts, because you never turn around and you never look back. Think about that. Advancing. Go, and, go in the world and preach the gospel to how many creatures? How many? 
Now, if he told us to do all, then evidently we have all the money to do it. Thank you for that Holy Ghost grunt. There's no shortage of it. It's just in the wrong hands. And it should be in your hands. The whole planet belongs to you. You're in control here. I had a man tell me, you know, God's in control. I said, no, he's not. God's not in control here at all. If that be the case, if God was in control, there'd be no pornography. There'd be no murder. There'd be no killing and stealing. It. Now, you want to go where God's in control, you go to heaven. He ain't under that death. You know who's in control here? You are. Here's another dumb statement. You know, God owns it all. No, he don't. <laughs> no, he don't. Because if he did, you'd have no seed to sow. You'd be giving him his money. And you have to sow seed from you. So he doesn't own it all. So he put you in authority over this. When are we going to receive what he said we could have? We're going to wait another millennium. We're going to wait another century. When are we going to believe what Jesus said? He even put his words in red so you couldn't miss it. Do you know that the epistles of Paul are older than the Gospels? Did you know that? That the Pauline epistles were wrote before the Gospels were wrote. It's older than that. You got to understand that. See what I'm saying? If you do any uh, homiletical, hermeneutical, philosophical, theological thought, you'll find that out. But I want to read Paul's letter to the church at Philippi, and I love this. It's very, very familiar scripture. Uh, Philippians chapter 3, verse 13. The Bible says, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do. Now, when Paul said that, I say, what you do, Paul? Since you only do one thing, but it's God, I, I shouldn't forget it. What do you do? You only got one thing. What do you do? He said, forgetting those things which are behind. Why? Because the past never sees the future. What are you looking in the past for when you should never turn around and look back and just go forward? Because the goal of Christianity is advancing. He said, forgetting those things which are behind. Then he said, reaching out. In other words, you got to do something. Reaching out to those things which are before. Well, I'm going to just say here, I'm going to just stand in the Lord's going to bless me. No, he ain't. You got to do something. Reaching forth to those things which are before. Then he gets very, very personal. He says, I, Paul, you could say, I, Harry, I, uh, uh, Phyllis, I, Peter, I, Jesse, I press. Now, that's not easy neither. I press toward the mark so there's a place you should go to to get a prize. For the prize of what calling? A high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Now, I've had many pastors tell me, how can you go all over the world, fly jets, and I never charge anyone? Do you know, and over, I've given over $50 million away in church expenses in 41 years. Hotels, food, airplane tickets, jet fuel. Most people, you know, if you invite a guest and there's nothing wrong with that, you pay the expenses. Is that correct? That's common sense. I, have I ever charged y'all anything? Never. I pay everything. <laughs> Don't that sound like Jesus? You didn't hear Jesus. I go, I go to Capernaum, but if you can't give me no money, I just can't make it. Now, I receive an offer not to meet my expenses. No, no. Why? Because that's my seed into your life. You see what I'm saying? And he said his will be done where? 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 As it is where? I'm going to shock you. How come you're not rich? Because the church world says it's wrong to be rich. No, it's not. It's wrong to use riches wrongly. Well, Jesus was poor. When was he poor? Who needs a boat when you can walk on the water? But did you know he had his own boat? Go read it. It's in the Bible. You know he had a house? Go read it. It's in the scripture. My God, they gambled for his robe. Now, if you're wearing rags, they ain't gambling for no rag. You gamble to get something better than what you got. Yeah. 
When are we going to believe what Jesus said? So we can advance the way he wants us to advance. So he said, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. So if you're taking notes, write this down. Create with your mouth an atmosphere. Create with your mouth an atmosphere, a channel through which advancement flows to your future. When you create with your mouth an atmosphere, you're creating something called a channel through which advancement flows to your future. What do you believe about your future? See, most people say, well, whatever comes. No, no, no. You create your future. Every day I thank God for what he's done, what he's doing, and what he's going to do. If you want to be blessed in ministry where you're an apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, a, a, a pastor has tithers. An evangelist like myself, we have partners in, in what we call traveling ministry. You never let people forget what you've done. Never. Bring it up all the time. You always tell them what you're doing because people like information. But you don't stay in those two positions. You tell them what you're going to do because people love vision. I am a visionary. They love vision, see. So what I'm saying is create with your mouth an atmosphere, a channel through which advancement flows because the most important part of your life is what you believe about your future. What do you believe about your future? Well, whatever comes. No, what do you believe? Well, for some people say, so I'm believing, bless God, to pay my house off. What are you doing that for? That's a need. You don't need to believe for that. The Lord said he supply. How many need? How many need? Oh, let me get black. How many need, Lord? What are you dealing with need for? Why don't you tell him what you want? Oh, some of y'all went. Well, that's greed. No, I've said it here many times before. I'm saying it again. Could be growth. The law is my shepherd. I shall not. Oh. Let patience have its perfect worth that you're perfect and entire, wanting nothing. The young lions do suffer lack, but he that seeks my face shall not want any good thing. I never deal with need. It's an insult to God to go to God for a need because you're not believing his word. He said he'll supply how many need? How many? How many? Come on, let this sink here. Come on. How many? Then what are you dealing with need for? So you've stayed in the need thing all your life and never get to the, you, you're afraid, you're afraid to want something. Fear tolerated is faith contaminated. Do you see that? Oh, y'all listening. That's strong. I know you don't hear this in church much. Why? Because, see, it's time for you to quit struggling and time for you to get where you're supposed to get. You need to get your destiny and destination in order so you can achieve what God said spiritually, physically, financially, every area. That's going to make the devil mad and the church mad, but it's going to make God glad. See, so what happens is the most important part of your life is what you believe about your future. Right now, I'm preaching to 2.9 billion people in 14 different languages on television around the world. But I'm not finished. My future is 7.5 billion. That's how many people are on the planet. With 14 satellites, 7 low orbit and 7 high orbit, that's $6 billion. That's impossible. That's why I believe it. Why? Because if it was possible, then I could do it. And then God would never get no glory. So I've got to believe the unbelievable and receive the impossible because it's doable. How many of you knew I was coming tonight? How'd you know? Well, Peter and Phyllis had just come. They could have lied. They could have said, nah, he ain't coming. I just want to see how many of y'all come out on the side tonight. No. You just believed it by faith. Got your car, got your truck, whatever you drive, and just came over here. Why can't we do the same thing when Jesus says something? 
you said something so strong just that, that miracles ought to be so common. In fact, it ought to be uncommon not to have one. You really should be on, wait a minute, why, why didn't that happen? You see what I'm saying? So the most important part of your life is what you believe about your future. See, advancement must be a revelation that turns into a manifestation, that turns into an inspiration that, that produces a manifestation. See, advancement must be a revelation, reveal knowledge, that turns the inspiration, or you're inspired about your future, that produces a manifestation. You know, people, <laughs> I know my hair is white, but it's still up there, praise God. Hallelujah, glory to God. People all ask me all the time, Brother Jesse, when are you going to retire? Do I look tired? And now people are telling me this. Ladies and gentlemen, we have with, with, what, we have with us at our church one of God's generals. See, people think that's a compliment. I start looking around and say, who's here? I don't know who's here. See, I used to think that's a compliment, but that ain't a compliment. You know what that means? You're getting old. You don't see young generals. Advancement must be a revelation that turns into an inspiration that produces a manifestation. Now, why would anybody get mad at me for manifestation? Why would anybody get mad at me for being blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed going in, blessed going out? When the Bible said, thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, Deuteronomy 8.18. Thou shalt remember, I remember the Lord thy God, for it is he. It's, it's who? It's he. It's who? It's he. It ain't me. It ain't you. It's he that giveth thee power. Whoa! Now, you, you'll accept power when it comes to healing. You'll accept power when it comes to salvation. But do you accept power when it comes to wealth? When are we going to yield to the anointing of wealth? Amen. I lost a few of you right there. You'll shout like crazy, man, if you get the power of healing in your life. Tell everybody, boy, I have God healing people. Shout like crazy when you get the power of salvation. Look at all the people. Oh, but if somebody get up and say, I'm so blessed in body, I got so much money, I don't know what to do it myself. Who he think he is walking around here talking like that? He'll not be talking like that. <laughs> Thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. For it is he, not me. It is he that get, gives thee power. Yes. <sighs> to get what? Why do you think hedge fund operators on Wall Street are reading my books? Then people deal with billions and billions of dollars. Why? Why? They think I got the power. You know, I got the power. Yeah, I do. Lost it. Uh, let me go over here. Y'all ain't listening on this side. Let me go over here. I got the power. See, that sounds arrogant, doesn't it? Don't it sound arrogant and cocky? No. You ever thought of assurance and confidence? For I know not believe, for I know in whom I have believed. I'm past the past. I know. I don't believe. I know. Kathy goes to the mall. I don't believe she's going to spend money. I know she's going to spend money. I know she will. That's okay. I'm going to tell you something going to shock you. We were in Hawaii this year preaching up a storm. Now, you know, <laughs> I've been all over the world, but the only thing I probably saw is convention centers and churches, you know, and uh, we were in Honolulu, Maui, but I went to Honolulu, and uh, she, there's a, anybody ever been to Honolulu here? Oh, have you ever been to the Alamoana Mall, that big, it, man, it, it's amazing, it's one of the most amazing malls, they got everything in the world in that mall, man, it's got four floors to it, the third floor is where all the big money, Louis Vuitton, Givenchy, Gucci, Chanel, which means if you breathe, it costs you money. <laughs> big, big money. Now, I'm going to say something sound arrogant, it's going to sound terrible, but I'm giving God glory. See, I give him glory on healing. I give him glory 
on, on salvation. Why can't I give him glory on finances? Why can't I give him glory on blessed? So Kathy said, you want to come to the mall? I, 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 I said, no. I, I said, I'm going to watch a game. On, on, on. I very seldom ever watch because I'm preaching all the time, but I, I, I wasn't preaching until two days later. I said, I'm going to watch a game on, watch LeBron James. Well, you know, and she said, I said, oh, by the way, Kathy, try to break me. She said, what? I said, give it your best shot, mama. You got 12 hours to break me. It's 9 o'clock. I'll see you back here at 9 o'clock. Try to break me. Because you can't. Ain't that cocky? That's cocky, isn't it? No, that's confidence and assurance. Why? El Shaddai. Not El Chipo. El Shaddai. El Shaddad. We work together very well. She couldn't. Why would you want? I don't mean that pridefully. She came back. She says, no, Jesse. I said, give whatever you want. I don't care. Doesn't make any difference to me. Now that shocks you for a preacher. Why? Didn't that sound like Jesus when he said, uh, whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do? He, did, he didn't say that will I might. If it be according to my father's will. Uh, church says that. Whatsoever shall I do? Whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do. Why? That the Father may be glorified in the Son. Amen. Then Jesus gets slapped radical. He'll ask anything in my name. I'll do it. That's spiritual, physical, funny. Yeah, but. There ain't no buts there. That's your problem. Got to get your butt out the way. That's a big conjunction. That's a big conjunction. Oh, yeah, but, 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 but suppose you get greedy. God, let me tell you something about the Holy Spirit. He's a comforter, right? Do y'all believe he's a comforter? How come you're not in comfort? Oh, y'all listening. Wait, when? Now, I'm going to be preaching that this year. I'll talk a little bit about my theme that's coming this year. But I wanted to get, this is last year's theme here to help you. Because this is the only church I didn't preach it at. See, when you, he's a comforter. But let me help you. He's also a corrector. So if you blow it, if you ask something amiss, you know what he'll do? He'll go, mm, I got to fix that before it goes to the father. And the father says, it's done. Okay, I got it. You ain't got to worry about that kind of stuff. Church world makes you worry about things that you need not worry about nothing. Because you're not God's adults. You're God's children. That's why your children don't worry about how much it costs to feed. They just open up the refrigerator and start eating. They even bring their friends over. Y'all want something? They don't care. Why? You. So advancement must be a revelation that turns into an inspiration that produces a manifestation. See, advancement runs towards you when your faith is activated. See, the problem with a lot of people, they don't activate their faith. See, and if you don't activate it, it won't work. How do you activate it? How do you activate faith? It's done by the word, not by your senses, not by your intellectual activity, your range and research, your induction and reasoning, but by the word of God. And the word of God doesn't make any sense. Why? Because it doesn't deal with sense. That is the currency of heaven. If you want the currency on the earth, you got to use the currency in heaven to get the currency on the earth. See, you activate it by the word. Prime example, you're feeling sick. What do you say? Ooh, I'm sick. Jesus said, by his stripes ye were healed. Why well, I said, well, I know he said that, but I am sick. I'm not dealing with your I am sick. I'm dealing with your were healed. 
Well, I ain't gonna say I'm healed when I when I, I ain't gonna say I'm healed when I am sick. I'm not dealing with your am sick. I'm dealing with your word heal. If I can get you to look at your word heal like you're looking at your am sick, I'll get rid of your am sick with your word heal. I'm not telling you to deny what you feel. I'm not saying that. I'm saying activate your faith by what you believe. This is done. You see, let me say it again. Advancement runs towards you when, when, when your faith is activated and this is done by agreement with the word. See, focus is not just the word. It's a mandate. Write that down. That'll help you. Focus on your priority. You eliminate all your confusion. That's why they put blinkers on them racehorses. They ain't want that horse looking around. Advance. This way. You see what I'm saying? Focus is not just a word. It's a mandate. You know why I married my wife, Kathy? I'll be married to her this year 49 years. Good God of money. To the same woman. Ain't that nice? Yeah, it's a blessing. Watch this. You know where I met her at? At a swimming pool. I used to be a lifeguard. You should have seen me when I was young. I'd have married myself. I was a good looking boy. <laughs> I mean, I had a body. I had a six pack. I got a keg now, but I mean, I had a body. I didn't have any of this hanging down and all that kind of I was tight, tight. Oh, Lord, Jesus. My good friend, Matt Chasson, great guy. He was a lifeguard. Built, good looking, shot. He, a girl talked to him. He, I said, Matt, you ain't gonna get nowhere. Ain't no girl want no idiot. Just say hello, Matt. He said, I just sweat like a man. I don't know. I said, Come on, man. Now me, I mean, you know, I'd put my lean on like them black brothers. I said, What's up, baby? Yeah, how you do it. Uh huh. Lord, Lord. <laughs> Look at my black brothers. Yeah, go ahead, baby. I don't talk. So he comes up to me. He said, Jesse, Jesse. I said, What? Now I'm on one side of this big pool. So it's a public swimming pool. He's been on the other. He, I see him come all the way around. He said, Jesse, there's, there's five girls coming out the women's locker. I said, five? I'm, yeah. He said, man, one of them's named Kathy. I, I, I'd like to date her. I, I, I'd like to meet her. But you know me, I, I get nervous. But you can talk. Uh, uh, say something to him. I said, okay. And all, Kathy has five sisters, including her. They all came out in bikinis. They don't do that no more. That's all I'm going to say about that. But, <laughs> I mean, they had them bikinis on. Woo, Lord. I look at There was Myra. That's the oldest. Then Deborah. Then Kathy. Then Christine. And then Patty. So I'm standing there. I'm looking at them. Boy, they're all fine looking, Lord Jesus. I didn't say Lord Jesus, but I just said it was fine looking. I said, which one's Kathy? He said, the middle one, the third one. I said, oh. He said, what do you think? I said, she's a little skinny. You take her. I'll take the one in front of her. He said, you think we'll get them? I said, well, we'll get them. We'll get all five. We won't. I just walked up and said, hey, girls, how y'all doing? In those days, I used to have muscles. They move. He said, did you see it? Look. <laughs> Wait. They, they fall down now. But <laughs> before I was tight. I'm just strong, boy. <laughs> it's no good. Now, it's just, but Kathy's eyes are going, <laughs> she can't see it, so it don't make no difference. <laughs> so I, I walk, I said, hey, Kathy, your name's Kathy? Yeah. And she's very shy. Yeah, but she could talk to me. I said, hey, Kathy, how you doing? I said, listen, I want you to meet my friend, Matt. I said, Matt. I said, meet Kathy. I said, Kathy, meet Matt. Matt goes, <laughs> you know why? He didn't focus. So guess who brought home the prize? 
Not bragging. Focus is not just a word. It's a mandate. You focus on your priority. You eliminate all your confusion. See, don't focus on where you've been. Don't even focus on where you are. Focus on where you're going. See, now that is advancement. Don't focus on where you've been. Past never sees the future. Don't even focus where you are. You're here. Focus on where you're going. Where you're going. See, because if you're going somewhere, then you know something about your vision. See, <laughs> dreams have no expiration dates. You can get them at 9 or 90. It doesn't matter how old you are or how young you are. What are you willing to do? See, see, by design, you are a mover and a shaker. You've been created by design as a mover and a shaker, a sower and a grower, a fruitful multiplier, a replenisher of everything that God has put into our hands. We're sowers and growers. Man, we are sowers and movers and shakers, man. Fruitful multiplier. Everything I touch should prosper, and it does. Now, I want to read something to you. I have a lot of partners to my ministry. I have children that send me 50 cents a month. I mean faithful. Dollar. I, just, I talked to a seven-year-old boy the other day. You see that little man come up to me and hug me? That's a good-looking boy. There he is right there. Hey, what's his name? Lee. Oh, Lord, man. He, 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 he wanted the high priest. Hallelujah. He just come up and he gave me five. Then he wanted to help. I thought, that just blessed. That made my day. If all y'all went home, I came here to get that hug. I, 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 that just blessed. I love children. Make, make a long story short. What's that? Months? Oh, and that's such a blessing. Watch this. He's going to love that. This little boy come. He goes, hello, brother Jesse. Seven years old. Not much bigger than him. He was real short, this little seven-year-old. I said, how you doing, man? He said, I'm one of your partners. <laughs> I said, you are? He said, yeah. He said, I send you 50 cents a month. That's a lot of money. I said, it sure is. He said, but my grandma raised up my salary, raised up what they call that allowance. He said, I'm sending you a dollar a month now. I went, wow, man. He said, you said for every dollar given you want a soul, right? I said, he says, I'm going to get a soul a month. I said, I appreciate that. Now, his mother and father, he would be like where the speaker is, talking to me. His mother and father would be where the first pew is. He looks at me and said, Brother Jesse, we need prayer. I'm the only one in this whole family got any faith. <laughs> he, said, he said, Mom and Daddy, told, yeah, 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 you don't see what they do at the house. They don't believe a thing. But that, and he said, and now my mom and dad need help desperately. Would you help believe with me, help my mom? Because they ain't got no faith. I'm the only one here. And he was serious, tears in his eyes. I said, young man, I'm going to believe God with you. I'll call him every once in a while. I'm going to prove something to you. See if I can find that thing is. Yeah, right here. This came. I got to read this to you. This is a letter from one of my partners. A young man, he's 13. I got 13, 10, I mean, 7. I got one 5-year-old partner. I mean, I'm not talking about one or two or three. I'm talking bunches of them. This is one. Listen to this kid. You don't think this kid got a vision? Listen to this. Dear Brother Jesse, I have been receiving your letters for a long time. This was last year when they were fighting me about that 7X, that plane. I have been receiving your letters for a long time, but it was only recently that I found out that they were mine. I always thought they were for my parents, but after looking at the address, we realized they were mine. Noticing that made me realize I had neglected to give my seed to your Falcon 7X. Now, I know God is no respecter of person, so if Brother Kenneth Copeland can get a jet, so can you. <laughs> He's 13. Watch this. Listen to him. Now, I may be only 13, but I have my own money. This letter was not my parents' idea. It was my own. I did all of this myself because I understand partnership. You're my second favorite preacher. 
Pastor Mac Hammond from Minneapolis is my favorite. My pastor, Delway, he goes for third. And you know that brother, Jerry Savelle? He's an honorable mention. <laughs> so that helps. Watch this. When I run for president in 2044, I will use the godly principles you and Kenneth and the rest of the peanut gallery teaches. Wait, wait. Now he's 13. I would love to be in the Believers Convention, but we're five hours away in Kerrville, Texas, and mom and dad's jobs won't allow time off right now, plus dad's boss believes the news about you in those planes. What are you going to do? You tell them the truth, they won't believe it. Tell Pastor George Pearson that I appreciate America's stands and that I think that Pastor David Barton, Pastor Greg Stephans, Tim Fox, Michelle Bachman, and Buddy Pilgrim should make a new show on the Believer's Voice of Victory Television Network. Keep standing strong throughout all they say about you. Keep preaching with those funny stories. Well, that's all I have for this month. I will try to send a letter each month with my seed. God bless you and the United States. Future President Brighton Ketcher. Thirteen. I got a letter from him the other day. He said I was in Florida on a vacation. I found my vice president. That's going to run with me. This kid. Now. The reason why I know he's listened to me, there's a name that my office calls me when I'm not in front of me. My, my, all my staff, they call me the golden goose. No, don't kill the golden goose. Because everything I touch prospers. I don't mean it privately. Watch this. P.S. If this letter goes to a staff worker, please bring it to the golden goose. <laughs> Jesus. This boy. I said, Lord. I'm going to be 95, 96 years old in 2044, whatever it is. I want to present this to President Brighton Catcher. This is the letter you wrote me when you were 13 years old. Can you believe God with me that we get there? So he's showing that. See, that's called advancing. He's thinking about it already. He's 13 years old. See, this advancement has turned into a revelation that produces inspiration why he wrote the letter. That had, that's a manifestation because he's coming. It's going to happen. So no one can take your faith away or your purpose or your destiny but you. No one. No one can do that. See, only you. You have great power. Now, can I come down here, Peter, if that's all right? I want you to see something here. There is a phenomenal scripture in the book of Exodus, chapter 23, verse 19 and 20, that will blow your socks off. In fact, do y'all, can you put scripture? Oh, yeah, you can would you put Exodus 23, verse 19? Put up there in the King James Version. Let's see, I believe that's first. Yeah, the first of the first fruits of thy hand thou shalt bring into the house of the Lord thy God. All right, go, go to verse 20. Yeah, this, I want you to go to 20 and 21. He says, Behold, I send an angel before thee to keep thee in the way and to bring thee into the place which I have prepared. This is leading Israel. Go to verse 21. Beware of him and obey his voice. Provoke him not. For he will not pardon your transgression, for my name, write that, for my name is in him. Every theologian, every commentary says that's Jesus before he became the Savior. They called it the angel of Jehovah. You got to understand, that's why Abraham, you remember when he was, he saw these three angels come up there? And he adored them, he loved them all, but he adored one of them. A lot, he talked to one, and that's the voice of Jesus, see? Now he respected them all, but he adored one. See, but that's where that life is coming from. Wow. Now watch this. I was reading that, and the Lord said, Jesse, are you saved? I said, yes. He says, my name is in you. Wow. 
Are you, hold your hand up if you're saved. <coughs> Sir, God's name is in you. Amen. You're not just saved. Amen. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, and mankind. Amen. That's why Satan hates us. His name is one of us. He's given us the power of attorney to use his name. Now, this is what I'm going to be talking about 2019. I'll give a little piece of that. You see what I'm saying? I've advanced now. Whatsoever. My whatsoever is his anything. Whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Why aren't you glorifying God? If you shall ask anything, sir, in my name. You know why you can do that? First, you've got the power of attorney to use that name, and his name is inside of you. You're the only one that can sit down in the presence of God Almighty. Come boldly to the throne of you. Sit in heaven. Michael, the archangel cannot. Gabriel, the archangel cannot. No angel. No angelic being. No wheel within the wheel like the book of, of, of Ezekiel. None. But you can sit down in God's presence because his name is in you. Now that's identity. That's identification. That's not cockiness. That's, not, that's why God said, what is man that thou art mindful of him? The son of man that thou visited him. Thou hast made him a little lower. It says angels in the King James. Yeah, it's actually in the original. They were afraid to say it. A little lower than Elohim. A little lower than God. He put his name in us. That's why Satan's got to shut up and get under your feet. Because that's why he put you in authority over this planet. Because his name is in you. My Lord, do you see that? Meditate, concentrate, advance. It must be a revelation that turns into an inspiration that produces a manifestation. Now, I'm going to say this. I'm going to stop there because I'm going to preach something different. And, and I'll finish this, uh, this new theme. Well, I've I got to develop it all. When you understand what you already have, not trying to get. If you're trying to get what you already have, you're in stress. You're, you're in stress, boy. You're stressed out. Your blood pressure's up. <laughs> you're trying to meet your needs. What are you doing that for? If you could, you'd have already done it. Right. You can't, because it's not your job. Quit trying to do God's job. I'm getting on this, Lord. Don't let me go there, because I got something else I want to say. Quit worrying about his reputation. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? When you understand what advancement means, it's not cocking, it's not arrogant. Okay, let's get on money. If, I, if money's so bad, how come you work for it? How come you retire on it? How come you send your kids to school on it? How come you buy groceries with it? How come you buy clothes with it? How come you buy Christmas gifts with it? Why do you do all these things if it's so bad? Because it's not bad. The church has said it. It's the love of money that's bad. When you fall in love with something that, because that's not your source, God is your source. He will not have no other gods before it. You live in an economic world. What are you going to do? It takes finance to run it. That's all part of it. I wish it was all free. Coco Chanel said, the best things in life are free. The second best are very expensive. 
I like that statement. Kathy uses that quite often. See, so it doesn't make any difference. I wanted to get to a point when I say start letting my faith grow. See, most people can believe for healing and salvation. They struggle on that money. Then they get mad at people who don't struggle on it. Yet you can have all the money in the world. Sam Walton had all the money in the world he could, but he died of cancer. I don't care how much money you got, he ain't going to heal you of cancer. You might be able to get the best treatment, but if you ain't got God on your side, them little cancer cells will eat your lunch. Do you see what I'm saying? So when you understand, why don't you give God glory? How many of you get my part in the letter? Don't miss, anyone, don't miss any letter that I'm going to write this month. And pass it on that letter to other people. Now, I'm going to say things church is going to get mad as a haunted. I am tired of the church world holding us back. Yeah. Jesus would have already come. It wouldn't be for this thinking church world. The sinner believes there's more than the church world does. Yeah. Well, they go, I know he said that, but what do you mean? No, you don't know he said that. Do you know you have the promise of your family down to a thousand generations? Maybe you got a heathen son, a heathen daughter. Yeah, that happens. Let me give you some information. It's just that tough look that's born to you. You got the promise of, the, your, of your family down to a thousand generations. God won't break his will, but God got a way of changing him or her's mind. If you just let it happen. I am prime example of that, Peter. I was the biggest little heathen you ever saw in your life. You know what I'm saying? My mama said that. When I got saved, Satan cried. He said, we've lost a great man today, boy. I was good at sinning. Oh! Even as a child, I saw protection at nine years old. My brother could fight. Boy, he's still kidding for my oldest brother. And I figured, I can make some money on this. And I was little. I'm the shortest one in my family. So I'd go around the kids and say, somebody mess with you, I'll take care of everything. It's going to cost you 50 cents a week. Somebody mess with you, just let me know, I'll take care of it. Because I'd heard my mother tell my oldest brother, Wayne, if anybody hits Jesse or hurts him, you, you, you watch over him. I said, okay. So I'd go up to Wayne and somebody said, man, just this guy hit me. I said, take care of it. Don't worry about it. I'll go over to Wayne and say, Wayne, come here. See that guy over there? Yeah. He hit me. He what? He hit me. Pow, pow, pow. Wayne, knock him out. I put the money in my pocket. That's a true story. I apologize. Just the way I was. I was sneaking out of the house at 11 years old, going down Bourbon Street, uh, playing music. My daddy got so my mom, I forgot about them. And strip joints. Because I could play. I play 11 instruments. I could play. And they said, let this kid play, boy, not mine, you know. And of course, them strippers, they'd hug me. I forget about all the makeup and the perfume, you know. <laughs> and I'd get back in the house at 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning, 4 o'clock, get up at 6 to go to school. Mama said, that boy snuck out and went down there. And, go, and my mama said, go in there and beat that boy. <laughs> my daddy coming out, boy, I'll come to kill you. I said, oh. he, now, my daddy made $75 a week. I was 14 making $40,000 a year on the streets. I could do that. Boy, he said, I come to kill you. He said, how much money you made? I said, Daddy, I made $400 a night. He said, Mama, the boy made $400 a night. <laughs> he didn't care about going to hell. He made $400. <laughs> that was me. I was raised on the streets of La Costa Nostra. All my friends should be Italian. I'm not an Italian, but the Italians love me. You need to do what you got to do. We make them an offer, they don't refuse. That's what my grandfather used to say, somebody messed with you. That's what the Mississippi River for. 
Now you laugh. I know my grandfather buried people in the swamp. It's going to happen, son. So to me, that was normal. See, New Orleans is not Botkins. It definitely isn't Wapakoneta. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm telling you. When I got saved, he put his name in me. I don't care what the world says about me. You can misunderstand me. I'm going to give God a glory, and I will never make an excuse for the blessing of God in my life, whether it be spiritual, physical, or financial. Amen. I am not going to do that. To God be the glory. Because, ladies and gentlemen, once you have the car, the clothes, the shoes, I don't know, jewelry, you know, whatever you think wealth is, now what you going to do? Do y'all mind, uh, Peter and Phil, if I tell them what we did when we went to Hawaii? How many years ago? 15, 20 years ago. I brought Peter and Phyllis and Randy and Nikki and Jody and Ed to Hawaii. We went to Maui. Did I pay for your rooms? Yes. I paid for everything. Everything. Now, I said, I'm not bragging on that. No, I just give God. I just wanted to be a blessing. But then we went down to have a little breakfast. We was in the, what's the name of that? Neil, Neil something now, whatever we call uh, and I said, uh, Nikki, uh, Randy, Jody, Ed, Keith, I said, here's some money. Go spend some money. Am I right? Did I give you all 500 to $1,000? $1,000. 1000 These are not my children. You ought to say, they all went, oh, what? No, what? Not Randy. Randy went, oh, take it, Jesus. No, no. <laughs> Randy said, let the Lord lead you, brother. Go, oh, glory. I give Randy a hard time. He's such a blessing. Why? You sure won't up. I could show up more with that money in my pocket than in someone else's, sir. I just wanted Nikki to be blessed. I just wanted, I wanted them to be blessed. I had a few dollars extra. A few thousand dollars extra. The Lord blessed me. And I said, what am I going to do with this? I said, God, can I do what I want with this? Not bragging on me. Now listen to me. I give him glory. I'm saying this to give him glory. He said, well, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to give it to Peter and Phyllis. I'm going to give it to Randy and Nikki. And I'm going to give it to Jody and Eddie. And they're going to do what they want with it. Yeah, but you pay for the hotels. Pay for the tickets. Yeah. Pay. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. There was only one mistake. There was only one mistake. What was that? You got a two hundred fifty thousand yes. uh, dollar check, royalty, royalty check, mm -hmm. and you forgot my name and gave it to another <laughs> church. That's so. That's true. I missed God on that one, did I? <laughs> See, that's why it's called Only Believe Ministries. <laughs> he, he ain't stupid. He may be short, but he ain't stupid. <laughs> yes, I expect earnest. Expectation. I'm gonna change my name to Ernest. <laughs> Expectation. Kathy gonna be Ernestine. <laughs> when you expect, when a woman is expecting, she delivers. Manifestation takes place, right? So when you understand what it means to advance, quit thinking about stuff. Nothing wrong with stuff. The world's full of stuff. It's a part of life. You shouldn't have stuff. 
But when you realize that all God wants to do, if it wouldn't have been for sin, he'd have never had a serious thought. He just wanted to go in the garden. He wanted to walk in the cooler today. Hey, Adam. Hey, Eve, how y'all doing? I, I love it when my granddaughter, I only have one daughter and one grand, when she comes over, it just blesses me. I just want to bless. Why not? See, that's all God wants to do. He'd have never had a serious thought. He'd have been such a blessing. <laughs> uh, I was off, uh, what is today? Saturday, Friday. Meredith, she's off school. I said, hey, Meredith, you want to go to the mall? You want, you want to get something, Grandfather? I said, no, but you might want to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I said, well, let's go. I said, bring your Mimi. Mimi is Kathy. You know? So I, I called Joe. I said, why don't y'all come eat with us? Let's, let, let, me, let Daddy buy you lunch. Oh, okay, Dad, that's nice. Yeah. Now, Meredith, <laughs> she's, she's going to be 11 uh, March the 14th. This kid's something. Last year, she, went, she says, Grandfather, you like the beach? I said, yeah. She said, you know where Destin Beach is, Panama City? It's for that hurricane hit. Destin? I said, yeah. I said, you like the beach? Yeah, she said, we drove over there. It took us five hours phone at a five hours from New Orleans. I said, yeah. She said, how quick does it get? you can get over there in that jet? I said, about 21 minutes. I said, would you like grandfather to take you? I said, well, I'll tell you, I'll take all of y'all to the beach and grandfather will go preach. I got a friend of mine. He said, don't you come to Destin, Florida without calling me to preach. So I went and preached. They went to the beach. Wait, wait. I said, so I had a day off, one. They all had the beach getting tanned. I'm working. Not <laughs> just what I do. So I said, hey, let's go to, let's go to a restaurant. I said, before we went, I said, would you like to bring a friend? You can only bring one friend. Can I do that? Yeah. I said, come on. So she brought her, you know, they had a wonderful time. So they sit at the, uh, at this restaurant. They go to give them a kid's menu. They went, uh, we, we don't order off the kid's menu. <laughs> I'm just watching. We order off the, uh, the main menu. So I said, uh, Meredith, would you like an appetite? She said, I'll have a little calamari, a crab cake, and then a cheeseburger. Her little friend Emily says, I want big shrimp. Give me the biggest shrimp you can have. I'm not saying anything. I said, whatever they tell you to do, do it. Now, we're not spoiling them. We teach her the value of money. See what I'm saying? Because you don't just do things unless you teach children. You have to teach children, see? And uh, she just couldn't get it. So she asked me the other day, she says, uh, do you go to Las Vegas? <laughs> I said, yeah, I go to Las She said, well, you want to go to Las Vegas? She said, I heard about it. I said, well, Grandfather taking Las Vegas, you want to preach there every year, twice a year sometimes. Oh, grandfather, you go to, my, you go to Hawaii? I, you took me when I was a baby, but I don't remember. <laughs> that doesn't bother me when she asked me that. 
I get such pleasure in being a blessing. Let me close with this. Put a scripture up there, Psalms 35, verse 27. Would you put it up there? I want to show you something. This is for next year's teaching, or 2019. Watch this. Psalms 35, verse 27. Let them shout for joy. Got to be something. Got to be something great for the shout for joy. And be glad. That's emotional feeling there. Joy is the spiritual fruit, fruit of the spirit. That favor. Whoa, my righteous cause. So it's righteous to have favor. Yea, let them say, how long? Ah. Oh. Let the Lord be what? Which hath what? And the what? Of his what? Look at me. Why don't you give God pleasure? I get such pleasure when I'm able to bless my granddaughter and my daughter. I got great pleasure, Nikki, when I gave you them few dollars or whatever. Y'all were having, you know, it was, it, it was worth more to me than whatever y'all bought. I don't know what it meant. I got such great pleasure. Why don't we give God pleasure? See, when God is glorified, the Father is glorified, Jesus is magnified. Yes. Now that is what the heathen world understands. See, when they see that, first they'll, they'll freak out. They don't know any better. What I can understand is why does the church world freak out? When God supplied all these things. Let me close with this. We should be, I'm getting a little, am I preaching too long? I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, we should be living here like as if we'd be living in heaven. His will be done where? As it is where? That doesn't mean the devil don't fight us. That doesn't mean Satan hadn't attacked me. That, I've had many opportunities to fail. I don't take any. Can you believe I still get hit on? That's the most insane thing I've seen in my life. I'm going to be 70 years old this year. Girls, I could be their grandfather. They think I got money. They write. But it's not my money. It's Kathy's. You've heard me say it here before. And she's not giving it to no little hussy. Now, I don't know what a hussy is, but she don't like no hussy. <laughs> I get such pleasure. I blessed one of uh, Peter's grandsons. Hold your hand up today. My man. He got so big now, I almost mistook him for the other one. That's uh, uh, Lincoln. But I said, man, they've grown so much. I get such pleasure. I just want to give God pleasure. Spiritually, physically, financially. He gets pleasure in my prosperity. Quit thinking of just money. It's one facet of it. It's one facet of it. But it's so wonderful to go to the Lord and say, hello, Jesus, and he say, hi, Jesse. Notice both our names starts with a J. Something spiritual about that. I just don't know what it is. <laughs> kind of like it, you know. I, yeah. I get such pleasure in that. He gets such pleasure. So that day I had off in Florida, I was watching them kids running in that beach. Yeah. I, I was enjoying it more than they were. In fact, I went down there and 
I forget that people see me on, and they said, are you Jesse Duplantis? I said, yes, I am. You just look like you're having so, so much fun. I said, that's my granddaughter right there, and her friend Emily, and that's my daughter. That's Kathy over there. She said, you look happier than they are. I said, I am. You're probably paying for all of it. I said, I am. She said, you ought to be the saddest one on this beach. I said, no, I'm not. No. I just want to be a blessing. Can I tell you one more story? I'm just a normal person. Always have been, always will be. Uh, I like fast food because it's fast. I love fried chicken even though it'll kill you if you eat too much of it. You know? I love cholesterol. I just like cholesterol. <laughs> it just tastes good. You know, I'm not saying it's good for you. Just fried chicken. I'll die with a chicken leg in my mouth. Yeah, I'd be great. But I, I, I watch it. I don't eat much of it. Well, I was driving by Wendy's. I said, get me one of them Wendy's hamburgers. I said, Kathy, let's eat at Wendy's today. She said, okay. So I walked in. It turns out, Marge, it's lunchtime. There's about maybe 10 people in line, you know what I'm saying? So I get in line and, uh, you know, and got down to about maybe six people in front of me. And this man was in front of me. I didn't know him from Adam, sir. So he turns around like this. He goes, excuse me, are you Jesse Duplantis? I said, yes, I am. How you doing? He, uh, uh, he says, what are you doing here? That's exactly what he said. What are you doing here? I said, I'm getting a cheeseburger and fries. He said, but you just did a planet. I said, yes, I am. I'm like, where's he going with this? I don't know. He said, but you can eat in, in any restaurant you want in this city of New Orleans. I said, that's right. He said, you even have a jet. I said, that's right. He said, why are you here? I said, I want cheeseburger. <laughs> oh, is that hard? He said, but wait, you don't understand. I said, no, I understand. Now, Kathy's looking at him like, this boy's uh, elevator don't go to the top very far, does it? He said, but you could, you could eat at Mr. B's at Commander's Palace at Galatoire's. These are very nice restaurants. Right? And you're going to pay a bunch of money. And going. I said, yes, sir. I can do that every day if I want to. But why are you here? I said, I want a cheeseburger. <laughs> and he don't know me. I said, excuse me, sir. Let me buy you your cheeseburger. He goes, what? I said, get anything you want. Cheeseburger, fries, shakes, whatever, whatever it is. Get anything you want. Oh, no. No. I would never let you do that. I can't receive that. There were seven people behind me. They said, you can buy a hamburger if you want to have brother. I said, thank you. I said, everybody in here, I'll buy all your cheeseburgers. Light them up, baby. Get what you want. Except him. He would not receive it. God wanted me to bless him. Everybody, see, they didn't order no singles. They had the double doubles, <laughs> salad, super fried, what you call them. I don't know what you call it. I enjoyed myself. It cost me $164. I said, that hamburger you eat cost you $164. One time, I did it twice. It cost me $64. But this was a, a bunch of people in the Wendy's. I got such pleasure in that. And so did the people that received. 
<laughs> One man said, best hamburger I've ever eaten in a long time. Uh, you going to be here tomorrow? <laughs> I said, I don't know. I might. I may not. I don't know. We'll see. He said, thank you, Reverend. That's so kind of you to do that. I said, yes, it was, wasn't it? You know, and he said, you, you didn't know any of these people. Don't have to. Since when you're only kind to people you know? I walked out of there and I could feel the Lord's prayer because his name's within me. Oh, ooh, that's so strong. That's why miracles happen in your ministry. Names. As Jesus inside said, it gets such pleasure in that. Thank you, Jesse, for doing that. Who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. You know, if you buy your granddaughter, grandson, a little suit for Christmas or Easter. Somebody says, whoo, that's a beautiful little suit. That's my granddaughter. <laughs> it makes you feel so good, doesn't it? You know why? Gave you pleasure. Why can't we do that to our Heavenly Father? I'm Jesse Duplantis and I approve this message. <laughs> So it's called advance. Advancement must be a revelation that produces inspiration that gets manifestation. And when you understand that, life's going to get easy. That doesn't mean the devil won't fight you, but you, just, you don't pay no more attention to him. Because he's the prince of darkness, and all your eyes see is light. So it doesn't work that way. It, it doesn't make no difference. If you enjoyed this, give Jesus a hand clap for it, would you? <laughs> Have y'all noticed I've lost some weight? Well, say something about it, for God's sake. I'm starving up here. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just joking. In just a minute, we're going to receive an offering for this ministry. It's such a good ministry. It's been debt-free since 1982. Oh, thank you. Thank you, partner. Thank you. I prayed the day before yesterday, oh God, insights, concepts, and ideas. He said, Jesse, what would you really like to do? I said, philanthropy. You really want to know, I preach to hundreds of thousands of people. I don't mean that pride. Billions by television. I don't mean that pridefully. Philanthropy, God. He said, oh, you like me. You're just a giver, aren't you? I said, yeah, I just, I just like that. I don't like being taken advantage of, and I refuse to be someone's source because that would take glory from God. So this offering today, I'll take care of my own expense. Oh, and thank you all for the fruit basket. I hadn't eaten yet, you know, and I, and I watched it. Hey, man, that's some of the best grapes I've eaten in my life. Do you think because I've been hungry? Oh, no, I don't know them grapes. Lord Jesus. I had a fruit basket they put in my room. What a nice thing. In fact, my, my, my pilots, I don't know if they're here tonight. Are y'all here, pilots? Yes. Uh, Ken called me and said, uh, but yes, you got a fruit basket in your room? I said, yeah. He said, because I thought maybe I had your room because there was a fruit basket in mine too. So thank you. 
That's very nice. Whoever did that. And, it, and we'll pay for it because we like the fruit. It was a blessing. <laughs> Not the issue. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I, the Lord spoke to me. He said, I want you to go back to Europe. I want you to go back to England and Europe and the UK. And I want you to go back to Australia this year. I said, all right, Lord. Your wish is my command. I'm yours to command, Lord. He's the high priest of this ministry. So if you don't mind, I did this about maybe 15 years ago, 18 years ago. This offering that I'm going to receive tonight and tomorrow morning, the one that comes to me, if you don't mind, I'm going to place it toward the United Kingdom, England, and that part of uh, that area, and all of Australia. And I'm going to believe God for $250,000, so I can leave 100 grand a piece there, leave it there, but 50 grand it costs us, I guess, to get over there and back and all that kind of stuff. And let's like to be a blessing. I did it one time before, and I want to do it again. So if you don't mind, what you give tonight, I'm going to place it to get souls saved into the kingdom. And, it's just, and I tell you, people are already excited about us coming. I mean that pridefully. I mean, uh, I just hadn't gone in a while. And I want to say it prophetically. We're believing God for our Falcon 7. We, we're building our new hangar. We're three weeks away from finishing that hangar. In, and we don't have the plane yet. Isn't that crazy to build a hangar that big and you don't have the plane? Or oh, that plane's coming. There's no other choice in the matter. That's God's business, not mine. Mine is to believe it. His is to manifest it. So if you don't mind this offering you're going to give tonight, I'm going to place it 100% toward those two outreaches so we can be a blessing to those people down under. And I'm going all the way over to Perth, which is, oh, man, that's five hours from Sydney flying in a jet. Well, five and a half, maybe more than that. It, it's way down there. It's the lowest southern point, I think, something in, the, in that hemisphere. And I'm going to believe for 250 people to give $1,000. That's $250,000. It'll come. This is the first service uh, I had in 2019, uh, and I'll have it ready. I think we're going in. When are we going? We're going in May and June, something like that. Uh, guys, y'all know? It may be in the back or something like that. Uh, it'll be on my, um, if you get my magazine, it'll be there, and it'll be a blessing. So if you don't mind, if you're writing a check out, you make it out to Only Believe Ministries, and, and they'll issue us one check. Don't give me anything that belongs to this ministry. But I'm going to prophesy right now. I'm believing God for my 7X. That would be anywhere in the world in one stop. And I've been wanting to really go with Peter and them on the miracle crusades. I would love to go on a crusade and watch somebody else work. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll fly you, and it won't cost you a dime. You need to get on that jet, and we'll get over there. You can bring Phyllis, too, if you want. Hallie, you can bring Nikki. Uh, Randy, I don't know. No, you can bring Randy if you want. <laughs> but um, I would love to do that. How many of y'all believe in I'm getting my 7X? Amen. Oh, yeah, it's no other truck. And the reason why I'm believing for that, because I have my own fuel, which I'm the only one in 43 years at Armstrong International Airport in New Orleans that has wholesale fuel. Shell Oil Company, multi-billion dollar company, don't have it. God has given me favor with the FAA, and they say, we like this preacher. I don't tell people what I do for the poor. I never have. In fact, my board of directors gets mad at me. Why don't you do that? I said, no, I never will. Because I want to respect those people's dignity. I just bless them. Yeah. I'm going about my business. So how many of y'all believe 250 people are going to give $1,000? Hold your hand up. You don't have to give it. Just believe. Some of y'all say, I ain't lifting my hand up. Cost me $1,000. <laughs> how many of y'all going to believe with me? Come on. It's going to happen. But if you're writing a check, you make it out to only believe. And there will issue us one. Ushers, get ready to receive this offering. Now, when you get to heaven, you're going to have a bunch of Australians, 
Aborigines, the United Kingdom people, that will say, thank you. Good day. They're going to get saved. They're going to get ministered to. There's no other choice in the matter. I'm not going down there unless God saved people to heal people. Or I'll just stay home. I told that to the Lord. I said, I'm serious as I can be about that. So ushers, if you get ready, how do y'all do that? Do you have people come forward? Is that right? Y'all got some of the shiniest offering buckets I've ever seen in my life. Y'all must polish them things after, or whatever. So um, uh, ushers, y'all going to bring those cans? Is how y'all want to do that? Yeah, come on, brother. Bring them down here. Yeah, you can come. You can come. Hallelujah. And uh, make, make sure you make, you make your checks out to Only Believe. They'll issue us one check. And then I want to pray for a few people if I can. I hope I didn't hold you too long today. But tomorrow morning, I want to preach a message on hearers. Hearers. He that hath an ear, let him hear what I'm saying. I realize that the most important part of my body is my ears. Because that's where faith cometh, comes into the ears. Your eyes are the window of the soul. And that's great. But faith cometh. It don't stack up. I wish it did. It cometh by hearing. And it must be used every day. And then replenished every day. And that's what it's all about. But I'm going to get paid. I am a soul man. You know that song? I'm a soul man. I come out of the 60s and the 70s. In fact, my granddaughter, you know what she told me the other day? Really realized when you get on, she says, Grandfather. I said, yeah, Meredith. You were born in the 19s, weren't you? Never thought of it like that. <laughs> so, yes. Ooh, did they have cars in those days? Yes, they did. In the 19s. I said, your mother was born in the 19s too. She was born in 1971. Yeah. What did y'all do? How did you go online? I said, we hung clothes on the line. We had lines, but there were different kinds of lines. It was ideas that we all have lines. She told me, she said, how come you don't carry a cell phone, Grandpa? Suppose you're in the mall and Mimi is on the other side of the mall. She needs to talk to you. I said, no, I'm not, I'm, your grandfather likes a little peace in life. I don't, want, I don't carry a cell phone. I have some of the biggest preachers. Kendall Copeland called me the other day. He said, Jesse. You need a cell phone. People are calling me and say, how can I get a hold of Jesse? I said, did they give you a message for me? He said, yeah. I said, what'd they say, Kenneth? Jesse, I ain't your secretary. <laughs> I'm sorry. And Kathy looked at me. She said, you said you'd never tell Meredith no. My daughter's 47. I've never told her no one time. Jody, Meredith's going to be 11 March. I've never told her no. I said, I'm not telling Meredith no. I'm telling Jesse no. I ain't getting a phone. She said, well, how are you going to find Mimi? I said, God Almighty will speak to me and tell me she's in Nordstrom's. <laughs> she goes, I forgot about that. That's right, that's right. And you never get a busy signal. Stand to your feet. I want you to bring your offering. Oh, before you do, look at me. Would you believe for a hundredfold? Would, please, don't say you're not. Would you believe for a hundredfold? A return. Let me pray, then, we'll, then you come forward. Jesus. Oh, Lord, the hundredfold return is on my life. Jesus. Move it upon these people. Bless them. Let them be all debt-free. And then amount of money they were in debt, let them have that liquid finance, Lord. Do the unbelievable, the impossible, Lord.
Let this advancement be that revelation that produces inspiration that gets a manifestation. Lord, let it start tonight. Put angels on assignment, Jesus, because your name is within us. This is holy money. I thank you for it, Lord. Thank you for my 250 people giving a thousand. What a blessing. So we can be a blessing. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Go ahead and receive the anointing of increases coming on you right now. Lift your hands up and pray in the Holy Ghost for a minute. The word of the Lord would say to this church, if you will ask of me, I will do. I am ready to do as much as you're ready to receive, spiritually, physically, financially. Please let me. Don't hinder me. If you let me, this will be the most wonderful year of your life. I will reveal things this year to the pastor of this church, to you and your families that you've never seen before in my word, and it will manifest in the self-same year. Because I gave Isaac a hundredfold in famine, I will give it to you. I am looking for people who will receive from me if they'll just let me. If your mind gets in the way, you, you, you transform it with my word. Speak out loud to your mind with your mouth and it will change the soul of you who you are and you will receive dictates from your spirit where I reside. Let me do these things. It show my head. Lord says, say it in English. I don't want you struggling no more. I want it to be years of abundant harvest. There's a penalty for unbelief, and there's a harvest for faith. Use your faith. You have enough to get anything done. The size of a mustard seed, which is very, very small, will throw a mountain into the sea. You don't need much to get what you need or desire or want. 
if you'll let me handle your needs, discuss it no further, but tell me what you want. I will promise you, saith the Lord, that you will not operate in greed. You will operate in growth and you will receive. And you will have to tell me to stop because you won't know what to do with the blessing. And I will show you what to do, when to do it, where to do it, and how to do it. Please receive this from me. It is I that speak it to you, saith the Lord. I have placed my name in you, and I am proud of that. Use my name and see what I can do through you, saith the Lord. Lift your hands up and receive that. There's three ladies getting healed of lumps in your breast right now. You can go home after this service and do a breast examination. You won't find anything. There's also three people here you're afraid of the word cancer because it's been in your family so strong. It will not be in your mind, much less your body, if you let me take it from you now. That is a tormenting spirit that is tormenting you, trying to get you to catch something that's not designed for you. You're not genetically altered. You, I've genetically altered you. You're not genetically hooked up with your family. You could genetically hooked up with me. There's, there's four people that should do some great things for this church this year. Then the great things that you are believing will come to pass. And it will be done quickly. I lie not, saith the Lord. I have angels on assignment standing ready. If you will obey me. And you already know what I'm talking about for this church, for this only believe ministries. See what I will do. I will prove myself more than you could imagine. Pray in the Holy Ghost for a minute. Thank you, Lord. I said, Lord, I'll lay hands on people. We can stay here all night. He said, I'm going to lay hands on everybody that will let me. Buddy, you got a sickness. It's going now. He said, I'll also lay my hand on their purse and their wallet. And whatever I put my hand on, he said, produces manifestation. It's called the laying on of hands. It's one of the most important things in the Bible. Moses laid his hands on Joshua. He immediately became the leader of Israel. Jesus laid his hands on children and imparted impartation into their lives. My God. The Bible said, call the elders of the church. Is there any sick among you? Shouldn't be. No, no, no. And lay your hands on them. Ooh, thank you, Lord. He's telling what I just told you. He said, tell them there will be no financial trouble in 2019 if they let me fill up their bank account. You have not received on the seeds that you sowed last year because Satan has hindered it. If you will believe me as I speak to you, I will break the chains on your seed of last year and I'll give you your harvest for last year and this year. Some of you are proud of the chains that are, you're in bondage and you made your chains jewelry when they need to be broken from your life. Because you thought that's what the church wants. I am more than the church. Yeah. I expect obedience. And you expect manifestation. If you will believe me, I'll get the obedience. You will get the manifestation. 
Glorify me, saith the Lord. And then magnify my son. I will do a miracle in families that they've never seen. Oh, since the creation of this earth this year, if they let me, I'll save kids you never thought would come back to me. I'll go get them. I'll send a herd. Oh, Lord, Jesus. A herd of angels going for me. I would like visitations of many. Many want me to come, but never ask me to come. I'd like to talk to you. If I showed my goodness to Moses, why can't I show my goodness to you? You will begin to hear my voice audibly, not just in your spirit. Trust my spirit that's in you. It will guide you in all truth and not some truth. Speak to your body if you feel pain. Or if someone says something they should not say, say, no, this body is a temple of the Holy Spirit and it's filled with godliness and no sickness and no disease and no devil has a right. You do not have a duplex in your heart. You have me there. If I would have wanted to live with the devil, I'd have never kicked him out of heaven. So why would I want to live with him inside of you? Trust me, saith the Lord. And I will make Psalms 112 come to pass for every individual in this church and those that are watching me by television. And one of my verses says, wealth and riches shall be in your house. In your house. You deserve it. You have a right to that. You should accept that. Now, if you have a pain in your body right now, place your hand on it. Lord, I, you know, I walk down the aisles and get peace. He said, I know. He said, but Jesse, I want it. I want them to advance so much that they are healed. Through their own hands, my hand will touch. Father, I come against cancer and diabetes and high blood pressure and crippling arthritis, infectious disorder of every kind. I rebuke any poverty. The curse of poverty has been broken. I come against it in the mighty name of Jesus. I demand and command, saith the Lord, this place to be debt-free and people that are hearing my voice to be debt-free. I will do it like a tsunami, but it won't be of destruction it will be a revelation and a blessing. And you will ride the crest of it, saith the Lord, from the top. And you will bring blessing everywhere. And people will come to this place and come and live here because of what is happening and what I will do and am doing in this ministry here. Only believe, saith the Lord. Good God. Give the Lord a hand clap for that. Oh, Lord. Alan, all you that are think you're getting old, stop it. I created your body to regenerate. Cause it to regenerate. I talk to my body. I have to. I said, no, you're not going to receive that. 
I've had so many people say, you can lay your hands on people with the flu and colds and everybody's sick as the dog. When's the last time you ever saw me sick? It tries to come. No. No. I don't have time for that. I don't have time to be struggling financially. I am not looking for money. Oh, but money is looking for me. There he is. I'll say one more thing. I got to watch what I say because I get it. I was preaching on the Sunday before Christmas at the home church. I very seldom preach at my home church. Kathy's the pastor of the church, doing a phenomenal job. I was wearing, a, now this is a gold ring, I was wearing a diamond ring that was given to me by a brother from Philadelphia. And the Lord said, put that ring on today. Okay, so I just put it on. He said, show it to the people. And the first thing I thought, oh, Lord. And I'm rich preacher. I said, you see this ring? I got to watch what I say. It's a diamond ring. How many of you ladies want a diamond ring? You know, women like jewelry. I said, I got to watch because I'll probably get one myself. And we all laughed and it was over. I took Meredith out to the Cheesecake Factory and Kathy. We had lunch. I said, man, would y'all like to walk the mall a little bit? They like to walk the mall. I said, yeah. So I kind of just stay behind. This, they bring me to pay for everything. That's my job. This is okay. I don't care, you know. So I'm walking like it Randy. I'm walking just like this, you know. And I hear this, Brother Jesse, Brother Jesse. And I turn around. This is me. Merry Christmas. I said, Merry Christmas, brother. He said, I noticed you don't say happy holidays. Said, no, 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 no. I give my, I give my Jesus glory. I said, it's just such a blessing. Merry Christmas. I just do it. He said, Brother Jesse, I just bought you a diamond ring here. He said, I went to the store and the Lord said, buy him a diamond ring. Get him a nice one. I went, what? He said, it's a diamond ring. Here's the receipt. If it's too big or too small, they'll stretch it, fix it. Here's a diamond ring. I went, Kathy, come here. It wasn't more than an hour and a half by the time we finished eating lunch. I said, God, he said, just felt like doing it. <laughs> See, your words are vessels and containers that carry your destiny, your destination, your finances, your age. We're believing God to go to 120. Well, now I got to do things right with my body to do those kind of things, common sense. Genesis 6 3. The lifespan of a man is 120 years. He didn't change that. I know what you think in the other scripture 70 years and by reason of strength 80. That's when they were in disobedience. God never meant that. And if you notice, most people's bodies start shutting down at 70 and 80 years old because that's been preached for millenniums. We start preaching that 120, we'll start living 120 and feeling good about it. Pastor Mac Hammond's father just went home to be with the Lord. He was 97. He, he, run the, he, won, he won the Olympic marathon for the elderly. He run 26.2 miles at 93. You know how he went home to be with the Lord? He said, Mac, I want to go to the beach. Mac, Mac and then have a... Uh, 
condo or something like that. He said, I just like that beach. And he was there, not sick. And they went down to his room the next day, and his eyes were out, and he was like this. And he had went home be with the Lord like this. Oh, my. Yeah. I, I, I know what happened. God coming and went, son, you're so wonderful. Come home with me. They rejoiced. He's like, yeah. People don't do that when they die. <laughs> Could we be the generation that won't see death? I'm not afraid to die because I've never died. I'll deal with that when I, if I have to when I cross that bridge. But wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't that be something that, my God, Peter Dozek said, I am going to, no, I'm going to heaven right now. Boom, and the rapture of the church takes off. Oh my God. And, 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 God, and God sends Peter to some planet somewhere. Now we believe we have multiple universes. I had a man say, you think there's other people in space? Well, let me just say that if there's not, it's sure a big waste of space. Yeah. If we're the only ones out here. Now, I know he only got one son. We're kings and priests. We're going to rule and reign over who? God's still creating, ladies and gentlemen. You may live in another galaxy, or you can have a home in another galaxy and travel by the speed of thought. Boom! And you're back in the New Jerusalem. Just that quick. What a blessing. I'm believing with you, Peter. I saw that video you sent me. What a blessing. But the greatest thing I've ever, you've ever done for me in my life, the naming of this place. Amen. Only believe. That's all God ever acquired of anybody. Only believe. I would like you that have had sickness in your body, go to your doctors, good heathen doctor if you got one. <laughs> Let him check you out. Don't say nothing. Let him say what the Lord we prayed for you for. And you lazy get home, you do those breast examinations. You watch what God's going to do and has done. And, it, and you don't need to worry about any of that stuff. I mean that sincerely. We're going to be here tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock, I think. Is that correct? Just a minute, pastor's coming up. Oh, Jesus. The Lord's healing someone's spleen right now. I don't even know what a spleen is. Keshamando, there's another person who will get a new kidney today. I had a, the Lord's putting, and I don't know what this means, he's putting liquid in your joints. Now that I understand. Lube. Oil in your joints so it won't hurt no more. Your hands are going to get stronger. That's happening right now. He said, tell them angels are rejoicing over what I'm doing as you're standing by these pews. And one more thing, there'll be sounds of rushing wind when you go home tonight. It will be my angels flying by and protecting your homes and surrounding innumerable band. Innumerable. Just rest. That's all you got to do. And he'll take you to every place you need to go with total complete supply. Satan won't be able to figure it out. 
That sinner world won't be able to figure it out. But you'll know who it is. Thank you for allowing me to speak a few words to you. Give Jesus a hand clap.